I was just like, bro, like, I'll never forget when they're like, you have to go to the hospital. You've lost too much blood. You need to sign this for a blood transfusion. And I was like, first off, my dad doesn't know I'm here. I'm not getting any stranger's blood. I need to go home. Welcome back to Young Smart Money with me, your host, Apple Kreider. Today, we're sitting down with Christiana Hurt, the owner of Wealthy College Kid, to talk about her experience creating a seven-figure brand in her early 20s, okay? She's got an amazing, amazing story that we cover. Um, there's a lot of twists and turns to it, so I'm super stoked for her to be able to share that with you. Um, but before we do, basically what we're gonna be talking about in this episode is like the, the process of building a successful brand online, the role of social media in your business, and really just the tactics and strategies that you can start implementing now to really grow a massive, scalable business online um, through either teaching, through Shopify e-commerce, through affiliate marketing. Christiana has really done it all, okay? She's got all this different experience, all of these different lessons that she's learned through all these different business models that we really bring together in order to create a, a clear step-by-step -step sort of like roadmap blueprint for you to follow um, in whatever venture you want to create. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Christiana onto this episode. So wherever you're at, whether you're walking the dog, whether you are headed to work, I want you guys to sit back, relax, plug in, and enjoy this episode of Young Smart Money with Christiana Hurt. All right, Christiana, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Super stoked to be chatting with you here today on the podcast. Um, our listeners got to hear a little bit about you in the intro to this episode, but for those of them that aren't super familiar with who you are and what you're currently doing right now, could you give us a quick like 60 to 90 second intro or kind of snapshot of where you're at right now? So um, my name is Christiana Hurt. I'm the owner and founder of Wealthy College Kid, which is a digital education platform to teach people how to create their own digital income. Um, I'm a college graduate from UCF. I got my bachelor's degree in communications and conflict. I also do e-commerce, which is my pretty much my bread and butter. And then I just kind of spin off of that by teaching traffic generation, website building, and personal branding for the, not only the college student, but basically anybody who, any, I basically teach everything that college doesn't. And I live by mm. the whole motto, like come to class learning, leave earning. Mm. So that's pretty much my MO is just becoming a platform in which people learn things to actually create a digital income. I love it so much. And I mean, that's the same mission that I'm on. So I'm super stoked to be chatting with you. Now, the place that I like to start off all of the conversations is sort of working our way back in time and sort of flashing back to like middle school, high school years. because We've got a younger listener base on the show. So talk to us about that time period for you. Were you somebody who was already getting interested in entrepreneurship? Were you really into school, sports, music? Like what did it look like for you? So I actually was a cheerleader. Um, I cheered all through high school and I went to college to be a cheerleader in the University of Louisville. Um, hmm. It wasn't until my parents divorced that I actually moved back to Orlando and was working as a server at Wing House um, until I got fired from another restaurant. I actually walked out of Wing House, ended up at Twin Peaks. So I was in the server industry, obviously, you know, like the female-based service industry. Um, then I got fired because I wouldn't work nights because I don't know. I had this weird thing about like if the sun goes down, I can't be at work. I was weird. Hmm. Um getting fired and then like I shacked up with some boy like every other idiot 21 year old and I signed a lease and put it in my name with fake income proof the, it was a penthouse for like three grand a month of course when I signed the lease the whole relationship went to shit and I had one month free rent to find three thousand dollars 
So I actually came up with the rent money June 2nd and I had signed the lease April 5th. So I barely made it. But from there, wow. I, I was digging into e-commerce. Um, what paid the rent was actually affiliate marketing, but I went into Chase Bank and actually lied to them about my income. I told them I made like 300 grand a year with no bills and I lived with my dad. So they gave me a credit card for five grand. And I took that credit card and I maxed it out with Facebook ads and ended up doing my first six figure month with Shopify and then just never stopped from there. Wow. That's massive. That's massive. So I, there's a whole lot of stuff in there that I want to break down. The first one is like, so, so clearly there was a lot of pressure there for you to like come up with this rent money. Like this $3,000 was like, yeah. I need to make this money now. So is, is that a situation or like a scenario where you think you, like thrive in like having that significant pressure or is that pretty stressful for you? I feel like I personally thrive in it. But when people ask me if they should do that, I tell them don't because obviously like there was like a lot, it was a toxic relationship. Number one, number two, I couldn't allow anybody to be right about how I wasn't, I shouldn't have signed that lease. Everyone was like, don't sign the lease. Don't sign the lease. And I didn't listen. So I couldn't tell anybody that I was like literally going to get evicted like first month in. Mm -hmm. So it was stressful. Like I babysat, um, like every single day for like 10 to $18 an hour. So that was like a quick come up. And then I just used free traffic to generate that money with affiliate marketing products that weren't even mine that I knew nothing about. And I just posted in 200 groups every morning and every night and went live with like three viewers and then eventually like made the money slowly but surely. Wow. That's huge. So like, why, why'd you land on affiliate marketing? Why, why was I the draw? Have, was the I didn't have money for traffic and I didn't have like a product and I didn't know what I was doing. So I was really just throwing anything at possible at the wall and telling anybody anything I feel like to get them to like try to get whatever offer I was selling off of ClickBank or ClickBooth, mm -hmm. like basic CPA stuff. So from there, I just took it and ran with it. Like took the money, went and got a credit card and then started do building my own store. Awesome. So like what made you want to transition from affiliate marketing into the more of Shopify side of things? Um, the guy I was with was selling a fishing pole and he made like all this money with the fishing pole. So I took the fishing pole and ran it like he had fallen asleep. So like I got on his computer and just ran with it. Huh? <laughs> so you just saw somebody else was having some yeah. success and you're like, well, if he's doing it, then I can do it. Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. So like, what was, what was the business model at first? Was it like a one product store, like just this fishing pole or no, was it like I a general added, like tons of fishing stuff, like okay. tons of fishing stuff. Okay. And was it successful right away? No, was it kind of a process to I get was, there? I thought the first sale I was going to be like freaking rich and oh, yeah. um, so we just poured money, targeted all these third world countries, third world countries didn't know I couldn't ship to them. So they never got their fishing pole. And to this day, I'm sorry. Like, I'm mm. so sorry. Um, but I just like targeted like everything on the planet, like Kylie Jenner, anything I could possibly think of. Like, and just from there it grew and grew and grew. And then like ended up, um, moving over to the beauty niche with like makeup. Solid. With, uh, with another just general. Yeah, store. Just <laughs> another like beauty store. Okay. Awesome. So from there, um, how, how do you transition into where you're at now? Like when did you develop the, the wealthy college kid brand? So I developed wealthy college kid after, you know, I had like a good amount of money in the bank and like got out of that horrible relationship and that lease. Um, mm. I went on, my friend was like, Oh, join me in MCA. And I was MCA back then was like direct sales. If you don't know what that is, it's mother club of America. And I was like, okay, like I don't have anything to do. Like I'm pretty stressed out anyway. And like just, looking to diverse 
So I ended up making a corny video with like two grand in my hand cash. And <laughs> the videos went viral, like viral, viral, 15 million views, 20, 20 million views, thousands of comments. So, wow. so wealthy college kid started as like an offer that I was just, you know, created a little funnel, had a little video for $40 signups and then became an entire business because I had this cult like following overnight. So I needed somewhere to put them. I needed something to keep them around. So I created an entire digital education platform with like 11,000 people within about four months, growing to about 45,000 wow. people a year later because I had so, I just kept going viral. You had thousands of people using my videos, thousands of people saying they worked at Wealthy College Kid because it became like its own unity and its own thing. And free traffic did all the work for me. So it was easy. That's super cool. So like, how, how would you, how do you think about like virality and like getting something to go about? Like, was that your intention at first? Like make this video like blow up or would it kind of just happen? No, it was just like, make a video, like you'll get leads. Like just make a video, go in the bank and just get a little bit of money out and tell people you can help them. And I was like, all right, fuck it. So I went in the bank, I got $4,000 out. I counted it out. And like, what's crazy. I actually have about 27 different versions of this video and they all have different wow. hair colors but the same little message of like, hi guys, I'm Christian, her owner and founder of Wealthy College Kids. So like, what's crazy is like the video that went viral, I actually have black hair in, but um, a lot of people know me for the blue haired videos. So it's like <laughs> weird. That's super interesting. So how would you advise someone who's just starting off, like as far as like building up a following goes and a loyal following, because I mean, that's something you've been very effective at doing. What are, what are some of the core pillars that you think are essential when you are trying to build up your, your following from, from basically ground zero? Stay consistent. I feel like going live every day is really like what takes me to the next level. It's just consistently going live. A lot of people get taken back with the fact that I've done the numbers I have with no paid ads. Like I do paid traffic for Shopify, but I've never done paid traffic for Wealthy College yet. I'm actually just now taking the step and doing it, but I've never gotten on the phone with anyone. I've never closed anything. Like it's always just been a live feed and a link to purchase and that's it. Like I never had like a team behind me. I did everything by myself and I, I really like pride myself on that. So like for people just starting out, they think they need to spend all this money outsourcing a team or paying for traffic when really like you, you are your best bet and you are the best source of traffic. So nowadays mm. my lives have five to 7,000 views within about an hour. Wow. Like when I get off. <laughs> <laughs> so talking like Facebook live, Instagram live, Facebook live. Um, I've just really been getting into Instagram live. So like it's been, it started like with just a couple of viewers, the same thing. And now it's growing to like 20, 30 people and then going live with other people. I feel like is a really big help. Just consistency. Absolutely. So like, what do you, what do you think people should be talking about when they're just starting to go live for the first time? Like talk about are, your some... story, talk about why you're getting online, talk about the changes you're making. Like, you know, if you go to the gym, go live there, like just little things. Like I used to go live grilling food when I didn't know how to grill and people would join because they'd watch me incorrectly grilled chicken. So then they <laughs> wanted to help me. Like, no, leave it on there. No, you need to turn it down. No, now you add the seasoning. Like, Things like that people engage in. And like, I feel like we live in a very Kardashian age. So people enjoy watching other people's lives as a source of entertainment. So it's easy for me to be like, hey guys, I'm going to grill food at 3 p.m. and 80 to 100 people show up for 45 minutes. 
to watch me <laughs> grill chicken. <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous, but I couldn't agree more. Like people are, are so fixated on what other people are doing that like even like the most monotonous things like like just like grilling food, um, you'd be surprised at how interested other people would be in your life if you make it, if you make it at least a little bit interesting. Yeah, pretty much. Like that's what I pride I just pride myself on authenticity, honestly. And like not yeah. doing not teaching mindset because I feel like you shouldn't be here if I have to tell you to change your mindset. <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth. So like how do you how do you get people in the door? Is it really just viral videos that are building your brand right um, now since you're not doing any paid traffic? Yeah, pretty much viral virability, people sharing, people like sending me to other it helps because I'm really like the only female in this niche. So like when yeah. people do see me, they send me to somebody else and then just word of mouth kind of helps me. Um, I am breaking into paid traffic probably like this week's funny you say that this week I've fin <laughs> I finally am taking the step, but that's because I found female sales reps because I'm not budging on getting on the phone. I'm not getting, on the phone. Like, I don't care. Like <laughs> I made, huh. I made my first million without getting on the phone. I'm, I just can't, I think it's weird. Like I'm not going to talk to you. I think it's weird. <laughs> interesting why why is that i just feel uncomfortable like i think it's weird i know that's probably like the opposite of like every single person that makes millions but like i just don't feel comfortable giving anyone my phone number i don't feel like that's a very personal like that's personal like i'm not talking to yeah. you like i rather do skypes i'll do video chats all day i'll text but like not text from my phone but like text online <laughs> but like i'm just not getting on the phone with you to convince you to buy something like I think that's corny and, but I can't say that because I'm, I hired two girls to do it for me. So I feel like the people, <laughs> people will get, they'll get like what they think is talking to me, but they're really just talking to some random girl. <laughs> I can't do it. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like things get off topic when you're on the phone. Like, yeah, that's real. Um, these next, I'm doing a big launch next week actually. So I'm going to be like straight on the phone for like two days straight <laughs> and I haven't ever gone like that hard with like phone sales before, but it's, I don't know. It's going to be an experience. <laughs> I've had people tell me that I could have made $3 million last year if I had a done phone. And I'm just like, yep. And I would have had no sanity. Mm. No, that's sanity. real. Like I know people who are making a lot of money with phone sales, but like they're a little it's, off it's raining. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, like they don't know how <laughs> to put their phone down. Like they're just off. Like everyone I've met that does phone sales is off. Like, and I think that they do mm. drugs and they're like, no, 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 <laughs> this is natural. I'm like, that's not natural. That's <laughs> not. So, so speaking of like phones and like being attached to your phone, like how do you think of the role of like social media in your business and, and how do you sort of like spend time both on, on your phone and on social media, but then also like interacting with the people around you. I just remember that this is like my job. It's not like reality. And I remember that the people talking to me are clients. They're not my friends. Like we're mm. not friends. Like I have to remember that because if you start to treat this like friendships and like, it's like your life, like you're not going to be able to differentiate the truth too. And like, I'll notice a lot of people that watch me online and meet me in person are like, you have a very laid back personality in person when you're very on go on camera. Like, yeah, because I know that I'm on camera. Like I've been doing a lot of TV stuff. Like since I was a kid, like I've been on the today show, um, four wow. or five times. I, well, I won the national pie championships when I was a kid. So like I want oh, a lot of okay. pie stuff, like just cooking things. So I did a lot of TV appearances. So I'm used to like camera, like I'm used to being on camera. I'm used to doing magazine shoots. So like, I know how to like turn it off and be a normal human being. 
<laughs> right. Not trying to yeah, there's definitely like, and, and people, people call me on this as well. Like, they'll be like, man, you just went into podcasting mode. And I'm like, I know. Cause like, there's, there's a whole different, like, like side of things when you know, like you're on and you need to be like, sort of not like performing, but like, you know, you have to be on for people um, versus like your real life. Like people meet me in real life and they're like, oh shoot, like that. You're not like the same type of person that I thought you were based on all the content that I've consumed. So I think that's super interesting as well. And, and something that, that you will just like establish over time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I feel like it, I feel like the big, and then I had a big wake up call in 2018. So I learned the hard way, like to really just understand your body and like take health a little bit more seriously. Um, mm -hmm. If you, I mean, like, I don't know if you know personally, but in 20 or not March, April 13th of 2018, I found out I was 17 weeks pregnant. Like I found out that day and I was five and a half months. Like I was pregnant, pregnant. Wow. <laughs> Like, but the baby had no heartbeat and it was crazy because, um, like I had taken pregnancy tests, obviously everybody does. And my tests were negative. <laughs> and when I went to the doctor, he was thinking like, okay, like maybe two, three weeks. Cause I still had abs. Like I still was ripped and I was going to the gym twice a day. I was still working like I, but the biggest difference, like looking back, I had bad skin, like really bad skin. I thought I was dying. <laughs> like, and <laughs> And I would black out, like I would lose very large chunks of time because I would pass out. And I normally it would be like, wow. oh, especially when you work online, like you're like, oh, I didn't sleep for three days. I'm good. But like with that situation, like from December to April, like I had these weird, like, oh, I have to sleep and I didn't get it. But now I get it because it was like, oh, you had a baby sucking life out of you. <sighs> so he didn't have a heartbeat and it actually had got all these complications the day I found out ended up getting an emergency C-section. Mind you, I never called anyone because I thought that the doctor had told me, oh, you'll be home by 12 noon. Well, I didn't go home for 10 days because I lost too much blood and went in septic shock. And I ended up having to like call my dad, call the guy involved, which I did not want to eat because it was like, I knew he didn't have any kids. So it wasn't going to be like a good conversation. Like this guy was going to be like depressed. And I just didn't want to have that. I didn't want to have that conversation. So I like... <laughs> called my dad from the ambulance because they wouldn't let me drive myself to the hospital, which again, I was pissed. I just didn't want it. I was just like, bro, like, I'll never forget when they're like, you have to go to the hospital. You've lost too much blood. You need to sign this for a blood transfusion. And I was like, first off, my dad doesn't know I'm here. I'm not getting any stranger's blood. I need to go home. And they're like, no, no, you're going into shock. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm going to go home now, guys. And they're like, no, no. And I'm like, bro, what part of my dad does not know I'm here? I have to go. <laughs> I'm not going to tell him I'm going to die. You want me to tell my dad that? Like, no. <laughs> I was bro, I can't. I was like, I can't even afford this. Like, I need to go home. And they're like, what? And I was like, bro, it's expensive to die. And I don't have money for that. I need to go. Like, the whole time, this lady's looking at me like crazy. And I'm like, bro, like, I'm going home and they freaking wheeled me off to the ambulance and I was like all right well my phone's dead I need to call my dad she was like well, you can call him from the hospital I was like all right now we're gonna have to cut the shit I make seven figures and everybody's getting sued if I don't get a cell phone and I won't go to the hospital and I'll die right here and that's on all of you <laughs> and they gave me a phone and I was like hey dad like what you doing he's like nothing I'm at home and I was like oh you, you sitting down he was like yeah and I'm like I'm being rushed for an emergency surgery um and I'm two hours away from home I'm gonna drop a pin because they're about to take this phone and then next thing you know, my dad was standing over me like, what happened? And I'm like, 
um, I don't know. And then, of course, the freaking snitch doctor comes in like, she was pregnant. I'm like, I don't even know how I got pregnant. I don't even know how I got here. I told them I needed to go home. Like, I just kept lying. Like, I was just not going to, like, admit, like, I was pregnant. Like, I thought that was just so uncomfortable, like, to, like, have to admit, like, yeah, I have sex. Like, no, I have no idea how I got here. But ended up emergency C-section, first pregnancy, losing it. Like, and I, it was crazy because, like, I had a whole gender. Like, I had a whole baby like that I just didn't know about and nobody else seemed to notice because I'm a person that's always in a sports bra I'm even always on live like half dressed so the fact that none of my live viewers noticed my family nobody noticed nobody said like you look a little different like nobody like nobody caught it so ended up with a c-section scar at 23 years old sucked can't have kids for a year and a half and even when I do have a kid, it has to be another C-section. So it's like all high risk now, all because wow. that just did, did, did. I mean, I thought I could, thought I could handle it, and I couldn't. So recovering from that was horrible. Went on to making a baby store because I became obsessed with babies. Did five hundred grand in like thirty-six days. Had all the funds put on hold because. I was rushing it. I knew, I knew, I should have known that I was going to end up like that because I scaled to like 20K a day within four or five days of getting the processor. So I should have known that I was setting myself up for failure, but I just didn't even care. I was just like, this is my baby store and we are going to live halfway ever after. Funds all got held, shipped everything out of pocket to save the brand and got all the money back in January. Wow. Moved on from it. Like, <laughs> That's ridiculous. I have another baby store currently. And like, it's still like people. And it's funny because sometimes people come across it and what gives it away is the about me page has my ultrasound on it. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's super cool. Okay. So like that whole, that whole experience, like I'm just, I'm just blown away. Yeah. I, I did not know about that. So like what, like, what did you, I don't, I don't even know. Like, what did you like learn from that experience or like, what, I what are you taking from that with you? Yeah. Honestly, I learned that one, everything happens for a reason. Although I don't understand the reason to this day, I understand that I had even, even being financially stable, even all of that, like, you know what I mean? Like having all your own stuff and being completely, you know, prepared for a child. I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. I need to be a better me so that I can be the best me I can be for another human being. Cause at that point mm. it's a lot different. You know, I, you know, I get online every day and I inspire thousands of people. It's a whole different scenario when, you know, I am giving birth and like this person is 50% me and they're looking up to me. Like, I don't want my child to look outside my home for a role model if they don't have to, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just yeah. pride myself on that. So I just feel like, you know, my body and maybe mentally I wasn't all the way ready. And plus, Honestly, I did not want to have a baby with that guy. I mean, he was cool. Don't get me wrong. But to be attached to somebody, I just know how I'm a very dominant person. And I know from the jump that there were going to be arguments about like names and stuff and how situations. So that was another thing. Like we had already had an argument, like we had an argument about a dead baby's name. So it was like, (laughs) it was like the baby's not here. It doesn't matter. Don't call him that. It's like, no, bro. It was my kid. It's like, well, you didn't even call me. I would have been there. I didn't call you because I didn't want to deal with this argument. So, and a lot of people think that's, that was really, really, I got a lot of backlash from my friends and family because I didn't want to involve him until I, I, it's crazy because when I did finally get out of the hospital, 
I had to stay at my dad's house because with a C-section, you can't walk. You can't, you can't do anything. You're like a potato. And I'm a very independent person, obviously. So that didn't go over very well. So the moment that I could, I scammed my sister into taking me to Target with her. And I was walking through Target and somebody saw me and was like, oh my God, are you pregnant? And at that moment I was like, okay, no, this is not, this isn't going to work. So I took an Uber mm. downtown, got a same day passport and bought a one-way flight to Dominican Republic and stayed in the Dominican Republic until my body went back to normal, which took about a week, honestly. It wasn't that deep. Wow. But for me to have to go into, like, you're talking about somebody who's always been a hundred pounds and even pregnant, I was only 104. But for me, my, I felt like my body looked very different. And the fact that somebody noticed it after, oh no, I left. Like, you're not going to find me. I disappeared off social media and came back from Dominican Republic to rolling loud, being backstage. Like, I just disappeared. Like, you would have never known. The internet didn't find out that I had a baby or that I was pregnant until almost June. And that's because on one of my live streams, the ultrasound was in the background. And they screenshotted it and blew it up. So I had to go and make a video on YouTube, like explaining, yes, I was pregnant. No, I did not kill my kid. No, I'm not still pregnant. <laughs> so. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. I'm just flabbergasted. <laughs> I mean, I'll have another baby and hopefully this guy will agree on my name choice. <laughs> I'm very set on this name. <laughs> all right i mean you gotta you gotta like draw the line somewhere like i know i just want to be like yo like I'm, i just i don't know it's probably because i make money and i'm a female i just feel like i can control it like if, like it's my kid too no it's not it's in my body <laughs> but I mean, it comes with age again like mentally you gotta with time you know things change and i think that the next go around I'll, maybe i'll be a little bit more open-minded about sharing Right, mm. right now I'm still not like I'm still like on this no <laughs> so so bouncing back to like to like wealthy college kid for a second how like why why did you decide to to do like a teaching business like why why go down the info side of things um when when you were just like building out that brand because people kept asking me 101 questions and it was so annoying like i went viral so quickly i would have like hundreds of messages of like how do i get a domain how do i build a website how do i use click funnels so i just eventually started making videos teaching all of that and charging for it and then like as i had people like oh i made two grand this week oh i made five grand oh i made twenty thousand this month i started taking testimonials growing to like 1500 testimonials on my facebook fan page over a hundred people making six figures on my actual actual video testimonials. So I ended up upping my price like over time. Like I started off at free and then worked my way up to like three, five thousand dollars because I have thousands of people that are actually making money. <laughs> and I yeah. have all this proof. Like, you know, I and I tell people that all the time. They're like, well, how do you price things or how did you I'm like, you have to create success to be able to like charge for it, I feel like. I just feel like duplication, your prices and your duplication. Mm, absolutely. So when you were getting started, did you ever struggle with like charging for information or like having doubt in yourself or what you were teaching? Or were you all pretty no. confident in that from the get? No, I definitely probably have a confidence problem I need to drop. <laughs> I <laughs> probably need to drop it. But I mean, I understand that I'm always a student, but I just feel like I've worked, I know how many hours I've put in and I know how many nights I've gone without, like, I just feel like I don't need to convince you. That comes again back to like not wanting to get on the phone with people. Like, I'm not going to convince you. 
if you're or if you're mm-hmm. talking to me if you're messaging me you already know what it is you've already let's be real we all do our research before we even click that hey or hi there or, i have i would like to know about you've already done your research meaning you've already scrolled through 18 pages of reviews you've already scrolled through 400 live videos like at that point like i'm not going to convince you like you know who i am you know the price like, and it's not the end of the mm. world. Like I have free stuff to still to this day. And I always, start, yeah. and anytime I launch a new course, it always starts off between 20 and $40. And then once I get 20 people making over 500, it doubles to a hundred bucks. Once I get 500 people doing over four figures, it goes to like 400. And then from there, I just take it up because at that point mm. I have the reviews under the course. So as the amount of reviews grow and the success grows, I change the price. And that's an interesting strategy that, that I don't think I've come across before. Um, so what, what got you there? Did you have like a mentor or somebody who like suggested that to you or did you just no, come up on your own? I make up everything myself, which every time <laughs> I talk to somebody, they think that's so creepy. They're just, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like it comes from like, and I tell this, tell this to people all the time, the kids that play with, you know, Sims, Animal Crossings, Minecraft, those very civilization type of games as a kid, mm-hmm. I feel like they're used to building out that type of thing like there is no build an empire like I build like civilizations and societies <laughs> because I do like everything from merch all the way up to website building to you can even be an affiliate now for wealthy college kids to like putting it on ClickBank like I have thousands of people that say they work for wealthy college kids I have like tons of free affiliates like it just grew over time because I created it to be its own civilization like its own little club in its own little place that you can just be. And it's funny, my sister compares me to like Jim Jones, like, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Because like, <laughs> it's, it's real, like I had a free event, like my, fir- my friend was like, have an event, have an event. And I was like, all right, nobody's gonna show up. Because I don't know, like when I was eight, I had a birthday party and nobody came. So ever since that, I don't like having events. Like I just always think nobody's gonna show up. Anyway, that mm. was way wrong. 75 people came. I had to change the venue the day of and it convinced, <laughs> convinced the college to give me a room for free. Wow. Like, because my, my five people event that I thought was going to be five people because I texted them. I was like, hey, you're going to come, right? Like, I'm that person. Like, hey, you're on your way, right? You're coming, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And then like 75 people showed up. I ended up like a free event making me like $8,000 because like, all these people showed up and like I ended up closing them like in person because they just wanted to meet me. Like I had people fly in. I had people drive and I thought that was so creepy. Like I could not wrap my mind around the fact that somebody took a plane flight to meet me. And like, meanwhile, my thing was, is like, Oh, I get to dress up and I bought cookies with my logo on it. This is so cool. Like (laughs) like, did everyone get a cookie? I have cookies. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. So like, do you have like people you look up to in, in the world of entrepreneurship, in the world of sales, or are you kind of just like, just going at it yourself? I mean, I just haven't, I met Forbes Riley. I thought she was really cool. But again, we're in different niches. Like I just, the only person that I really, really aspire to be like, and I really have done a lot of research on is the owner of lynda.com. And like, you'll hear like my friends saying like, you're trying to be Linda because I am like Linda is an online educational platform. It's just online yeah. courses, but it was sold for $1.5 billion in 2015 to LinkedIn. 
So like, yeah. not that I ever, I don't know if I'll ever sell wealthy college kid, but I mean, with that price tag, I probably would. But I look up <laughs> to her because she built, it's not as built out as I am, you know, like from merchandise to classes to like, you know, small pop-up events and like speaking mm-hmm. now, but it's definitely like the road that I'm going down as far as like digital education. Like I definitely want to open up for people to upload their own courses um, maybe in a year from now have people mm. be able to like enroll as teachers and enroll and have their own courses and sell on wealthy college kid, um, as well as college scholarships. That's what's in the future for me. Um, after doing paid ads and getting like a couple hundred thousand more students, um, branching out into affiliates, being able to create their own courses on my website and me take 20% and then just speak at colleges is paid. Like I've just now been breaking into government contracts at the high school level because they pay. <laughs> they, they do because it's, you know, every state and every county has a minority budget that's 12%. And gratefully, I'm a female and I'm a minority. So it's easy for me to get those gigs and get those paid engagements at, at the school level. And then from there, just branch it out and start just more civilization. <laughs> yeah straight up you are building a civilization that's mm-hmm. crazy <laughs> so like are you actively like distancing uh christiana hurt from wealthy college kid right now or are those two brands still pretty tied together so i originally it was christiana hurt is wealthy college kid and people would just call me wealthy college kid so now i'm trying to get it to christiana hurt owner of wealthy college kid Cause like mm. one, I'm a grad, but I do go to school currently. Yeah. Like I'm enrolled, but that's really for tax breaks. Like I just keep going. <laughs> like I seriously, like I, just, it's a huge tax break when you're in school. So I just keep going. And then as well as the fact of like, after getting pregnant, like I understand, like, uh, I'm going to be giving birth to a wealthy college kid. So I need to kind of separate the two. Hmm. Yeah, straight up. So as far as like building out your team goes, I'm always very curious how, how you've been able to do that. Because I mean, you mentioned you had two people who do phone sales, but like, what does your team look like right now? Do you have VAs? I have have one, I have one web developer and I have one assistant that's it. I just now hired and I just hired them in the last two months. (laughs) Like before that, all the content was me, everything posting, everything was me. Now my assistant, she posts on my social media every single day, three times a day. She uploads my podcast three days a week. She edits my Facebook lives and turns them into podcasts. So she takes the audio wow. from live. She watches all of them and then finds ones that'll work as podcasts, exports them, edits them, and puts them up. And she writes my marketing blogs on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then um, contacts, because I have an agency too. So she contacts all the businesses in Florida and it sends me an Excel sheet of the ones that need marketing. And then, and then I, um, she emails them and then they set up a call with me and I, I talk to them, but you know, I don't know if you know, Sean Kelly and I own a food page mm-hmm. named delicious on Instagram. That should be, it's, I think it's about a hundred, 150,000 away from a million followers. So we basically wow. eat for free every day. <laughs> so my assistant does all of those DMs. She messages restaurants like nonstop to send us out free food or for me to come in and eat and then also close them on agency work like press with Sean or just doing um, social growth for them or website building. 
Wow. So my system does That's all the leg work. Yeah, because I have everything built out. I have the emails. I have the scripts. I have the packages. I have the funnel. So really, by the time that they get to me, they're either paying or they have like maybe two or three questions. And that's it. Like, here's an invoice. <laughs> so like that being said, how do you balance like your focus between these different uh, projects, like your agency, wealthy college kid, like the food page? Like, how are you thinking about like your focus, where your time's going? What does that look like for you? So every night around 12 a.m., I make a list on my phone of what I'm going to do the next day. And then I complete that list and then I delete it and change it again every day. And it's my lock screen every day. So I just work. Interesting. I just work my way down the list. I don't believe in whiteboards, unfortunately, because my handwriting sucks. Huh. <laughs> I try. I can relate on I that. can't write on them. Like, so I just make a list on notes on my phone or I put post-it, post-it notes all over the walls if I'm really, yeah. really on one. But for the most part, the list on my phone, complete the list every day, delete it, move on. Hmm. That's a, that's an interesting strategy. I like the home screen idea so that it's just like always there yeah, like every time you turn on, on my lock screen. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. And then I just do it. <laughs> I love it. Well, Christiana, I got some questions that I like to ask all of my guests before we wrap up the show. You feeling ready for those? Yep. Awesome. You've dropped a ridiculous amount of value so far. So already I'm super thankful for that. Um, but the first thing I want to ask you is what is something that genuinely has you excited right now? Clearly you're working on a lot of different projects, um, but what, what in particular has got you excited? Running paid ads to wealthy college kid. I'm excited to see like the return and as well as like, just like the response I feel like, because you know, I, people are familiar with my face. Like obviously if multiple videos have 15, 20 million views, people know my face. So putting it out there on a paid level as well as retargeting all of those people. Cause I still have, probably I'm probably admin on freaking over a hundred fan pages. So all of those retargeting ads, I feel like are going to be nuts. Like, I'm just like, this is going to be a game changer. Wow. That's huge. That is really huge. <laughs> um, do you have any habits that have served you particularly well, either in your business or your lifestyle? I always make my bed and that's it. Like, Oh, and I just, I set alarms for four or 5 AM and 7 AM. And I only get up for about 30 minutes and I do something and then I go back to sleep and it's very weird because <laughs> I tell myself I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. And I, I don't, I like complete like one task and then I go back to bed. Huh? Like what kind of stuff do you do like that? Early? Like I'll get up and build a funnel or I'll get up and like clean. Like I just do random, <laughs> random things in the middle of the night because like I need, I know that I need to sleep, but I also am like, okay, well, as long as I get something done, I'll be okay. Huh. That's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blown away. Um, so I know you're putting out a lot of content. You mentioned across all your social media platforms going live a lot. Um, is there any content that you're consuming right now? Either books, audiobooks, podcasts, YouTube channels. I don't read books because I go to school and I have to pay I have to pay for books that I'm forced to read. So unfortunately I don't I know. I'm a horrible entrepreneur. I don't listen to anybody's podcast. <laughs> I don't even listen to my I try to listen to my own podcast. I don't even listen to it. I don't know. I'm just very like, I, I'm everything that your favorite entrepreneur isn't probably like, Interesting. I don't, I go to the gym and I sit on my phone, like, and then I tell myself like, Oh, you really need to go to gym. So now like this, now I have a personal trainer who I hate. I just ignore his, <laughs> I just ignore his text. Like I'm not paying him to be with me, <laughs> but, but like every day I listen to music, of, like random SoundCloud rappers. I don't know why I have this obsession with 
SoundCloud rappers. And then like, I go and find them and like, look up all their backstories. And then like, two days later, <laughs> I forget about them and find something else. Like, I don't know. I'm one of those people that play a song over and over and over again for like three days. And then I don't play wow. it anymore. But, and I play, I play video games, which is probably a very unhealthy habit. Like, really? Um, like what kind of video games? I play Beat Saber. I play, um, what's that guy's name? His name's like Link or Legend of Zelda. Yeah, that new Zelda uh-huh. game. I completed that in two days. That was unhealthy. <laughs> um, I'm waiting for Animal Crossings from Nintendo. So I keep writing mm-hmm. their Twitter page. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, or the Pikachu game, Super Smash Bros. Like, I have every gaming system, which is crazy because wow. I complete, like, that's another thing, that civilization mentality. I complete it and then I move on. Like, but hmm. when I do complete something, it's never like you have to go back and check it. Like, when I complete something, it's done correctly. Like, I just don't, I double check myself. I go over it or whatever the case may be. Like, when I put out content, it's done correctly the first time. I don't have to edit it. I don't have to sit there and change anything. Like I, a one and done type of person. That's super cool. That I'm fascinated, Christiana. One other thing that I'm super curious about is like things that that my guests do that that don't scale. So what I mean by this is like things that have that one on one like personal touch. So every single day, I'll send out at least like five, ten video DMs on Instagram to like either new followers or people that I want to reach out to. Um, and that's something that I don't scale. I don't like bring one of my VAs on to just like send those out all day. So like, is there anything that comes to mind for you that you do in any of your businesses that like isn't scalable or has that like personal Christiana Hurt touch to it? My Snapchat. My Snapchat has 3.6 million viewers and I always reply to them. I love them. They're wow. like, I swear to God, I'm in a relationship with Snapchat and people always think that's weird. <laughs> I'm actually verified on Snapchat. You can like subscribe to me. I have insights. Like I have no idea how I started going viral on Snapchat. But for some reason, like, I mean, it's 78% men. I do like, and I, and I definitely do post some unprofessional stuff, but I mean, I just, I don't know. Like I love my Snapchat. They love me. I always be like, guys, do you think, what do you think I should eat today? And they'll literally like find stuff for me to eat. Like they're so loyal. Like, like, I know I can always go to them. Like, I don't know. But you can always you can always get me on Snapchat. Like it's always gonna be me. That's never gonna be scaled. Even with thousands, sometimes thousands of messages, it takes me a couple days, but I get through every single one. And I always open every single one, even if it's like just like people just, oh my god, you're so perfect. I always say XOXO or thank you. Like I never miss a beat when it comes to that. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. That's extremely impressive. Like I'm blown away by that. <laughs> I love my Snapchatters. that's so cool so christiana where can our listeners go if they've been enjoying the massive amounts of value that you've been dropping on this podcast they want to follow up with you learn more about wealthy college kid what are some of the best places for them to hit you up at so obviously instagram my first and last name christiana hurt or you can just go to wealthy college kid obviously the only people it's following is me and my sister because she forced me to follow her so so you can always find me on Instagram um, or just Google Wealthy College Kid and you can find all of my stuff from there. Um, I worked real hard on my SEO. That's why I just keep, always tell people just mm. Google Wealthy College Kid and you'll be able to find me. Um, as well as just like, you know, if you need a couple dollars, I can show you how to make them pretty quick without going <laughs> broke. You don't have to pay me nine ninety seven. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Christiana, do you have any last, and I'll be sure to link up all those in the show notes for this episode as well, but do you have any last uh, closing thoughts, words of wisdom, or anything you want to close out the show with here today? 
yeah i mean if you're somebody that's enrolled or in in just something and you don't feel like you're making enough just come come to class to, come to class to learn and leave earning like i really live by that and i've duplicated it in thousands of people by just being myself so i tell people i'm 411 but a hell of a lot of people look up to me mm. Straight up, straight <laughs> up. Words of wisdom. Oh, Christiana, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you spending spend it here on Young Smart Money. Um, and I just thank you very much for, for all, the, all the amazing information, value, wisdom you've been dropping here today. Thank you. <laughs> all right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Young Smart Money. Again, if you guys did enjoy the show, do remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help us get in front of more people with the show. It helps you hear from even more amazing guests. It, it just makes the world go round when you do smash that five-star in iTunes. And if you guys want me to shout you out in my Instagram story, I am always up for that. So if you send a screenshot of your review to Apple Crater Official on Instagram, shoot me a DM of that or just tag me in it. Would love to repost it on my short story and give y'all a shout out there. Otherwise, I hope you guys do have a wonderful day, whether you're out walking the dog, whether you are at the gym, whatever you are up to on this fine day. I hope it is a splendid one and I will see you in the next episode. Have a wonderful day.